0: Listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast. Hello, everybody! Welcome back to another episode. Hello, hello, hello! I'm so glad that we're sitting down to record because it means that we're at the end of a very long week. Yeah, true. And every that's time true. we have to record, mm. I know that the weekend's coming up.
1: Yeah, so I, I mean that's a good thing, and also, I mean, it reaches the end of the week. Yeah, to also start because a new week, we right? had an
0: incredibly tiring week. Mm. How, how's your week? How do you feel? So, if you guys don't know, hmm. we just launched our new... Not launched, but like we revamped, re-vamped the website. Yeah. And this past week on... Uh, well, yesterday, Friday, we finally released the website into the wide world.
1: <laughs> and For they would, the public.
0: Yeah, and it's like a good two, three weeks, I think, of working yeah, on it, right? we, we have been working
1: on it for a while already. And I think like at the end... I don't know, I, I think for myself, I was uh, going through all the details to make sure everything was, you It's know. like
0: that final stretch, that yeah. last week before you launch. It. So this was that week before we launched and it was so... Uh, I'm so glad that we get to sit down and just relax and yeah. chit-chat yeah, <laughs> into yeah. the podcast. So, anyway, I hope you guys had a good week. Um, I would like to share or talk about something that I have been noticing with my classes Mm -hmm. Okay. And I don't know if it's because, you know, the the cases, the COVID cases are on the rise. Uh, This week is like hitting almost like 3,000 every day. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because that's on the rise that everyone's sort of staying home and crocheting a lot. Mm. And so I've been receiving a lot of comments from uh, classes and friends and whatnot that crochet has been starting to get tiring. Okay. For them, they are starting to feel like it's taking a a strain on their... Not not really mental health, but their physical health. Mm -hmm. They get tired more easily, they get frustrated more easily, maybe because they're spending more time with it. Yeah, yeah, okay. You know, how you spend more time with things, you start to, you know, pinpoint a lot more of the flaws. So, today I wanted to talk about this and give a little bit of an insight into my what do you call it? How would
1: I say? My process? Is it considered my process? Yeah, I, I mean like the procedure to how you, you start crocheting Yeah, okay, or? so
0: share a little bit more about my process on how I mm, set myself up for crochet success. Oh, okay. So to speak. And the things I do or the things that I must do in order to begin any project. It's not really a hard and fast rule, any of these. they are mm. not really any like strict rules. But I feel like... By doing a certain thing, so doing some prep work before I sit down to really start crocheting, it does help me with my process. It helps me to get into the groove of it a lot smoother and easier. Okay. Especially for someone like, like me, like us, you know, we crochet mm. for oh, work. often. Yeah. yeah. Right? And it, it my work depends on me d- depends on
1: me being able to crochet for yeah, like that's, that's true. five, yeah. six hours. And a day. Yeah, and I think it's important you need to sort of take care of it so that you, I mean, you have to crochet like, for like long... Like self-care, right? Yeah, for a long time, right? Yeah,
0: and it's... it's if I just wanted to say before we begin, if you're feeling any sort of frustration with your work, that is very, very normal. Yeah. In fact, crochet is not really the easiest thing to pick up, actually. So actually, kudos for you for even beginning. Hmm. But now that you've started, it's very easy to feel very frustrated with, you know, I guess it's sort of Part and parcel of picking up something new, new right? You yeah. get frustrated. You you are trying to figure things out. Mm. You know, I like to liken it to the experience of having an iPhone update, <laughs> and it's not okay. like you're not familiar with it. You know, this is your phone. Right. Similarly, this is your craft. But everything you learn, every time you learn something new, it kind of throws your other information, yeah, off
1: kilter. Because like bit. you say, it's a new thing, right? It means like starting something, like all, you know, from the from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and. These so this these things that I I'm going to share is things that I've sort of built up over the years for myself. Okay. Um, I may skip one or two of these steps. It really depends on how much time I have to crochet and you know what I'm trying to crochet. Yeah, yeah. If I'm doing like a small project that I know off the top of my head, then I can probably do it anyway. I can probably you know like hold it to keep the yarn <laughs> under my armpit and walk around <laughs> the house crocheting. I could do that too, right? Okay. But if I'm trying to sit down and really learn how to crochet, and I I'm still learning. Myself, right? I like consider your process. yeah. I okay. consider myself still uh, like a scholar of crochet. I still, yeah. I'm still exploring new ways always, to do things. Yeah,
1: discovering something new. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm discovering new things, and every time I modify something, it becomes something new. And I'm always, you know, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So my process of crocheting as a hobby is not any different from any of you guys. Mm-hmm. The only thing different is that I've I, I can teach it because I've managed to create a curriculum, right? Yeah, but let's let's dig let's dig deep into how to set yourself up for crochet success and I'm going to operate under the assumption that you're going to be you know maybe crocheting
1: for an hour or two hours and that is actually a pretty long time Yeah, to you sit know, I mean, down and crochet I feel like as a beginner myself that is every single time I sit down to crochet <laughs> it's, I have to pre-empt that you know I have to set time away you know, do you feel it. like
0: you need to get into a mindset yeah, yeah, before for you sure. crochet yeah, how long yeah. do you think you can sit in one go crochet without you know like without getting out or without stopping
1: uh, uh, two hours maybe oh I think wow actually quite long right yeah that's why, that's why i mean i knowing like myself that mm-hmm. that this is what i'm gonna do for me to sit down and crochet it's actually something that i need to plan for it <laughs> yes, you know right, what i mean right, right, it's yeah. not something like okay i have nothing to do right, Let's now, crochet right now so i'm just gonna sit down and crochet and just do my wit you I, know it's I, not like that for me
0: i'm actually the opposite of you yeah if I know I'm going to sit down, I know that I'm going to be clearing my schedule for the next three hours to, mm. you know, like, sit and hunker down and station myself maybe in front of the computer or, or in front of my iPad with, you know, videos and patterns and, I'm, and my notebook and I'm really getting stuck in. When I do that, I know that I'm useless
1: for the next three hours. <laughs> yeah. Nobody talk to me yeah, for three yeah. hours. Yeah. But I, I guess this time round we are kind of talking about uh crocheting as a hobby. As right? a so, hobby, yes. So yeah. I mean for yours it's a lot more like for work. No, and, but I can
0: sort of like compartmentalize my brain and <laughs> right. talk about it from a, a hobby point of view. Okay, yeah. And yeah. so okay, so let's talk about Um, from my point of view as working on my own whips on my personal projects if you didn't listen to our previous one of our previous episodes where we talk all about whips (laughs) I've got 32 whips ongoing and if you think that number is insane since that episode I've included a few more whips (laughs) into Mm, that list
1: okay so I'm not surprised
0: don't worry guys I have plenty (laughs) of whips so I'm able to talk to you from a hobbyist point of view also because you know this business really started as a hobby. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, at the root of it, it's just my pure, my love for crochet, right? So, I'm going to talk under that sort of cap. Okay. 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 So, now let's start. The first thing I always do is to always make sure that I have all my tools around me. Hmm. I I never really sit down to start crocheting just with a hook and yarn. Yeah. yeah. It's such a process for me. Sometimes it annoys even me, but I know, you know, I just need to do it. Like, you know, if you I'm trying so to preempt like- what... Okay, so I have a huge jar of darning needles of okay. all different sizes. Yeah. And I don't like to carry that jar with me because it's like a porcelain jar. hmm And I will, you know, part of collecting my tools is to, you know, I have like a little bucket with all my tools and yeah. my current project that I'm working on. I will need to go into my darning needle jar and fish out, one of the 50 that I have that sort of matches the yarn size so if I right. if I happen to be finished with a, a section mm-hmm. I can sew in my ends immediately it's you know choosing my favourite embroidery scissors of the moment yeah, it's yeah. putting together a few size hooks it's getting my notebook my pen so it's not like I just sit down and crochet you know it's such a it's kind of a dread I'm really sort of dreading thinking about it <laughs> now that I'm saying it because it's such a process Yeah. And, there are times that I just want to be lazy and just sit down and crochet. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But right. I know I'm going to regret it once mm. I'm, you know, in the groove, I'm yeah. crocheting, I'm doing row after row and then I have to change yarn and then there are tails and I know I need to sew it in or yeah. I need to cut something.
1: Then you you, feel you need all your tools with you like there, Exactly, right?
0: and then I'm going to regret it because I've once I station myself, you know, I've got pillows yeah. around <laughs> me, I've got my music going and it's such a dread. So I know that this little bit of work in the beginning is going to. I'm going to thank myself. You know, yeah. my
1: future self is going to thank me later. Yeah. For me, I have only like one set of tools.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I don't have like that many needles or that many crochet hook like yeah. you in that sense. So I only have this like sort of this one set that I go to for most of my projects. And you are a you you are a mono whip girl like we've established. Yes, correct. Like, you like to work on one project yeah, at a time. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. So it's like I have this toolkit kit that I just have it with me I just bring this along with me and open it go, everything yeah. is inside everything I need to work on my project is inside so I there's really not much of a process for me to like not much I'm of gonna prep, pick yeah. this pick that and I'm like no everything's in there I do know of some
0: people who have a, like a crochet station like mm. a desk so everything's on that desk so when they want to crochet they go to that desk and they right. sit on that comfortable armchair whatever and they crochet okay. everything is there I used to have that <laughs> okay, but I yeah, think yeah. I was, my studio is sort of bursting with too much things now you know I've got a sewing Machine station. I recently set up uh, a photo wall, you know, um, mm. with a backdrop. Yeah, yeah. I've set up my, you know, my work printer station, so that side of the table is used up. I even bought a brand new table <laughs> for my beading, you yeah. know, for my beading work. So there is no yeah. space for me to do that anymore. Yeah, which is a dread. Um, and along with collecting all my tools, I always wind up my yarn, which is also a pain in the, you know, butt.
1: Mm-hmm. in the
0: beginning process because I don't always want to waste time. <laughs> you know, it takes like 5-10 minutes to wind up a yarn. Yeah. That's provided that nothing tangles. If it tangles, then the process of prepping could take me up to like 20 minutes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And when I want to crochet, you I want to crochet, crochet right yeah. now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like sticking through this initial process is going to really help you in setting yourself up for a good crochet session. Yeah. You know, to for you to be able to sit down and crochet for however many hours you want uninterrupted. The next thing is to sit yourself in a position where you know you're going to get enough light.
1: Mm, This is
0: especially true if you're going to be working with darker coloured yarn or, you know, variegated yarn sometimes can be hard to see or if you're working with a more novelty yarn like a malt yarn or, you know, yarn that is not even. um, I find that sitting... Situating yourself near a window, Mm. uh, crocheting in broad daylight or, you know, turning on the lights or having like a direct light on your work really helps you not feel so tired so quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't realise how much you're straining your eyes or you're trying to figure out like, you know, Yeah, that's true.
0: And so this studio that I'm in, we only have one ceiling light. So in the beginning, when I was starting to crochet in this new space, I didn't realise just how little light I was... I had. So mm. I would crochet and then I would get tired within like half an hour because I would start to get a headache because it's just a lack of light. Yeah. And I think that light is not something people think about often. Mm. As long as you can see your stitch, you can kind of see. Most people don't think too much about it. Yeah. You know, you can sit with like a, a warm light. Or maybe lamp, if you
1: feel like you know the stitch pretty well. Then
0: you think you yeah. don't need it. But just give it a try, you know. Sit near a window and crochet or have real like natural sunlight coming in you will find that it makes such a difference in your ability to just keep on going. Mm. And so when I used to get headaches, I used to get very frustrated because I would try and push through to sort of finish a project. And also if I'm working on custom orders, I don't have the option to take my time with it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So anyway, I'm going to talk from a point of view of a (laughs) hobbyist, right? When I start to crochet, I'm very impatient with myself. Yeah. You know, I want to finish this project ASAP, which is, you know, for this reason I didn't used to work on so big projects. Oh, like quick short projects, yeah, right? Yeah, because I need it to be done like within the hour. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. not not very possible with crochet, mm. but if you don't have the option uh, not everybody has the luxury of bright natural uh, sunlight coming from the window I know we don't mm-hmm. so then have lamps around the place have, yeah. have a lamp that you can sort of change the settings to have it like a natural bright light especially if you're working with the dark colour yarn you don't want to split the yarn yeah. overall I think having that just little bit more of a light
1: makes a difference
0: is going to help mm. you produce a much cleaner nicer work and you know it's also a morale kind of thing if you yeah. feel that your work is looking good and like sharp and neat and nice yeah. you know you're gonna feel like encouraged to go on yeah, right like yeah, you feel that like sure. you're making progress and it's that sort of instant
1: gratification yeah, feeling yeah. I mean if I'm working on my stitches and it keeps you know uh, messing up yeah, and I keep keeping, having to frog it it's it stuck to my feel. frustration and you know I just don't want to continue I might you know say okay maybe today is just not my day and not want to go on Yeah.
0: I feel like maybe I have so many whips in my fix-it basket because we didn't used to have some good lighting ah, in the studio. So, okay. I, I don't know, maybe that maybe. could be why. Yeah, But that's another thing. So, get, prep your tools with you and you know that includes winding up a yarn, collecting all the tools you need. Um, always have your notebook and pen.
1: Mm. I always
0: say this, but as part of collecting your tools is to have your notebook and pen around because you need to document everything. I feel yeah. like a broken record saying this. I say it almost every episode.
1: Yeah, because realistically, you're not going to finish your project like you know, right like now, on that yeah, day, you know, so, uh, knowing like what, uh, where you left off, yeah, what's correct. The next what things to do, hook, yeah, especially for you, you know, what hook size are you using, right I feel now? like,
0: I feel like this past week or two, because I've been so distracted with the website, mm. I haven't been re- recording what hook size I use, and I feel like I've been scolded by you a lot this yeah. week, because I, I walk around the house going, ah, what, what size hook did I use? Did I use this? Did I use this? You know? Yeah, and
1: I'll find like, random hooks, everywhere like around the house. Like <laughs> I on do the table, have a lot of hooks. Yeah, on the desk and on the kitchen counter or, or something like that. Yeah, so... Anyway, <laughs> moving on before you continue. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, moving on. Yeah,
0: yeah, you there. Um, so that's that's what I do. Collect your tools and get enough sunlight. Mm. The next thing I feel like maybe it's advice I should tell you. Okay. You, Mel, who is mm-hmm. experiencing a lot of backache at the moment. <sighs> do you okay. think it
1: could be because of crochet? I... I don't know, maybe. I mean, I am working on my on my wit, like, recently. Currently, yeah. yeah. So, my next tip
0: is to support your back and support your arm. Your uh, body is
1: the biggest
0: crochet tool you're going to have,
1: so please take care true, of it. That's true. I do always make sure I have a leg pillow, though. Oh, I think right, that really yeah. helps with, yeah. Because eventually, my arms do get, like... Do t- get tired, Do get yes. tired, yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing? thinking about
0: <laughs> all the times that you come out of the, you know, wherever you are, and then Uh you see me in the room or the studio or the living room or on the couch, propped up with lots and lots (laughs) of pillows around me.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying to... super snug and, like, tuck away.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to imagine myself from somebody else's point of view, if they saw me while I'm crocheting, (laughs) propped up in all these pillows. Yeah, or wrapped
1: up in your, like, crochet blanket. I wonder what they think of me. (laughs) I hope I don't look like a crazy crochet person, because I'm really not.
0: But anyway, so support your back and your arm. And I guess, you know, having enough light is also protecting your eyes, Mm. right? You don't want to crochet a beautiful blanket but be blind (laughs) at the end of the (laughs) day. Right, so... Yeah, okay. So support your back and arm. What I like to do is get pillows, you know. I get like a big pillow. Mm -hmm. I prop my lower back up. So even if I'm sitting on the couch or even if I'm sitting on a chair... Mm. Over time, I find that around the 45-minute mark is when I start to feel my chair sort of sink in and I no longer get that support that, you know, when you sit down on a chair, the very first 10 minutes is like amazing, awesome, Mm, right? Then you start to feel the parts where, you know, your lower back maybe is not so supportive. Especially for me, I've got a lower back injury from the days where I used to be dancing Mm -hmm, still a lot. mm -hmm. So I have a lower back injury for my dance, the, my dancing days as well as a knee injury. So that means I can't really sit at the table for long because yeah. my, my knee would hurt yeah. and my lower back and my hips would hurt. Yeah, I, That sounds like you currently, right? <laughs> it's not an age thing, okay? It's not. <laughs> I'm sure that it's your age thing. <laughs> so get yourself, prop yourself up on your lower back and then I also like to prop up my working arm. Yeah. So yeah. this could be either arm, depending on if you're left or right-handed. Yeah. But I like to... So for me, I'm right-handed, right? So I like to take a pillow and I will, you know,
1: uh, keep it under my <laughs> armpit. uh uh-huh, you keep a lot of things under your armpit. <laughs> I realized
0: that this episode I'm saying that a lot. But okay, so I like to put a pillow and prop it just under my arm.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Yeah. So that it's the weight of my working hand, mm. the one that's crocheting, is sort of... Supported yeah. by the pillow this a little one, bit. This one
1: really helps me a lot. When I saw, sort of oh, do to, you do it too? Yeah, elevate this. This is what my lap pillow is is oh, for. Okay, uh, Maybe right. I mean it is different, like, You know, maybe the way you hold your your crochet hook could be you know different from me, and therefore we sit and position ourselves very differently as well. Do you find that
0: you need to support your tension arm? Yes,
1: yes, oh, I do. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, so I will put the lap pillow like on my lap, mm-hmm. like you know, and then uh, I will prop both my arms on it, and that 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 helps me. Right. For my yeah, for me. So for me, I put the pillows under both arms
0: at my so side. So you have
1: two pillows kept under your armpit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. Okay, <laughs> right. Like
0: a bird, like wings, you know, like crochet <laughs> wings. So that's yeah. what I do. Yeah, you guys I... go ahead
1: and try to visualize that now. <laughs> okay.
0: Because I find that a lot of you know, stress or anxiety in my life translates into my work.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And in the moments that I'm having a lot of anxiety, my work, my tension gets, tends to be extra tight. Mm. And... And when it's uh, when I'm crocheting extra tight because I'm having a lot of anxiety, it's not something I'm actively thinking about. Yeah, you know, for I'm not sure. thinking, oh, I'm so stressed, I'm going to crochet even tighter. I'm not aware of it. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I my body is tense, my back is tense, my my hand is tense, and I get cramps in my thumb and my forearms yeah, a lot. Yeah. So by propping up a pillow, it sort of takes the, the tension away from my arms a little mm. bit and onto the pillow. And I find that I'm able to crochet for longer. Of course, in between, I'm adjusting myself as I go yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure, yeah. You know, but overall, I like to prop myself up that way. Okay. Um, I also do have a, a pillow on my lap, mm. which will bring me to my next point, which is have like a laptop tray or a breakfast table in front of you, or like you know, like a mm. breakfast tray or maybe just a large pillow. On your lap.
1: Oh, so that's similar to what I'm using. Yes, correct. Okay. Because
0: it helps carry the weight of your project off from drag from tugging it down right. onto your work. Okay. So say you're working on, you know, I recently completed a C2C uh like a queen size blanket. Right, right. right oh, no, yeah. Just, just under a queen size blanket. But it's huge. It's okay. enough for like two children to snuggle comfortably under it. Okay. So it's kinda big. And I found that when I was lazy and I didn't prop my work up on the laptop tray or a pillow, it would drag and pull a lot. And that would mess up with my attention.
1: Mm, yeah, for
0: sure. And that would get me frustrated, you know. And when I sort of turn my work every at the end of every row, my work, you know, twists and crumples on my lap, and it's very difficult to, to manage. Mm. So I find that using a laptop tray in front of you and putting things on top, you know, putting your crochet on a level surface, it really makes a difference. And in fact, today today's class mm mm-hmm. Uh, my today was my Saturday. My Saturday class this morning, she said that. Oh, I like working on the table because it's so much easier to work on the table as opposed to just you know having your work dangle <laughs> in the yeah. air as you're crocheting. Yeah. And that's something I I realized that. I tell I can tell a lot about a person's personality, depending on how they hold their work. Hmm. So some classes I realized that they like to lift the work off the table and bring it to them. Uh-huh. Whereas other people don't mind y- using the table to sort of help them support their work and no, it's I'm
1: trying to figure out what what I do with my work. You you I get very I
0: tense, so you like to bring your bring work close up to, to your me, face. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I noticed this with different people. The more like some people the more they crochet the more they slouch.
1: Yeah. The,
0: some other people, the more they crochet the tenser they become. The, right. the work gets higher and higher and higher, higher. And closer <laughs> and, too, and closer and closer. And yeah. then I find that it, it puts a lot of strain on your shoulders. Whether you're slouching or you're bringing your work higher, you know and mm. you don't want that. You don't need extra tension. Yeah, the only tension sure. that should be in your book is in your tension. <laughs> <head. laughs> and you're, con- you're
1: controlling the yarn, Yeah, that right? should be on a t-shirt. Okay.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, have a tray in front of mm. you and, you know, yeah, work on it that way. I find that it really makes a difference. And, okay. and I prefer a tray instead of a pillow because then all my bloody crochet toes that I've worked Can be so hard it. to
1: get... Yeah. Okay, yeah, I- okay, that makes sense. Maybe I should start doing that instead. And we have a pretty nice laptop tray that you could probably use, right? You can
0: get one from Ikea. I think they're like under... I'm not sure, 20 plus? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you've already worked so hard to gather all your tools. You might as well have a nice table in front of you. And then when you're done, you can just fold the legs up and maybe tuck it under your bed or whatever. Yeah, put
1: it away, yeah. Whatever
0: process works for you. The next thing is to just know what you're doing. Be prepared. Have your knowledge in front of you on a piece of paper before I sit down I like to know exactly what I'm doing first so it's either I sit in front of a laptop and I you know I crochet or bring my iPad with me you know so what I mean by know what you're doing is you know do plenty of research into the work or project that you're gonna do before Mm. you begin it helps you sort of get into the flow a lot easier it stops you from needing to start and stop your work and you know maybe walk somewhere else to get your tools um not tools sorry your notes you know if you write everything in a notebook, it helps to have your notebook with you. Yeah. Or what I like to do is have my iPad with me or my phone with me. And I have it already on YouTube. Right, okay. So that if I have any questions, if it's it's uh, it's if it's a problem that I'm facing right here, right now, that is not part of my existing notes, because that happens, right? Yeah. You start a project, you think you know what you're doing, and then midway you get <laughs> stuck. You know, like yep, midway m- you decide yep. you want to change colours and you go, oh shoots. I actually don't know how to change colours yeah. in, you know, maybe like yeah. Tunisian stitch. Or you stitch.
1: suddenly run out uh, of your, this ball of yarn and you need to c- kind of connect to yeah, the next And then one. you realise yeah.
0: that, oh, I don't know if I'm doing it the right way. Yeah. Is there a better way to do it? These questions would naturally pop up in your mind as you're crocheting. Yeah, for sure. So having your laptop or your iPad or your phone or your tablet in front of you mm. that you can easily find on YouTube or Ravelry or, or you know, just Google it. Mm. Having it in front of you really, really, really helps you to just center yourself, focus on your work, and not have to get up from your position. Hmm. Because if I have to get up in the middle of crocheting when I'm already snug like a bug in a rug yeah, with all know, my pillows, right? I'm not, I know myself, I'm not going to get back <laughs> into that position, okay? It's going to take me another half an hour to, you know,
1: Just get into the mood and the flow And of to it.
0: hold all the pillows under my armpits again and
1: make sure they're <laughs> all secure. Kept keep it well, yeah?
0: Right, so know what you're doing beforehand yeah. if that means you know bringing your notebook or writing notes which is why I say always put notes always yeah. bring your notebook with yeah. your pen
1: this, I mean what you're saying does it also uh, mean that I need to be very familiar with my for example my foundation stitch you don't need to be incredibly familiar with it you just need to be familiar
0: with what you are about to do or at least have an idea of what you, you need to do in mm. the next 10 minutes or half an hour mm, okay. so Let's let's t- let's give you an example. If you are a complete beginner starting, you know, and you know you're gonna start crocheting, you know that in your mind you're gonna set aside an hour or so to do this. Yeah. Right? You're not gonna just browse and happen to pick yarn and if you're not sure, just put it back down. You're not gonna <laughs> yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna actively be sitting yourself there with a mindset that you're gonna be learning. Yeah. With,
1: to do something, yeah.
0: Right? And you're sort of open to anything. So similarly, if you are sort of a you know, you've already started, you've been pushing for a couple of years at this point, um, and you're still considered like a beginner, you're not like an intermediate to a advanced, advanced level, yeah. when you sit down to work, you at least know the basic stitches. Yeah, you at yeah, least that's need correct. to know this stitch you're about to do, you at least need to know what are the stitches involved in it. Yeah. So you need to look at it and say, okay, this pattern requires me to, to have a firm understanding of How to do the double crochet, maybe a half double, maybe a linked half double stitch. So then I need to know how to do all the linked double stitches Mm. or the linked stitches. Mm -hmm. Um, Other examples would be if I know that I'm required to do a V-stitch or this pattern requires a lot of Mm V-stitches. How to do a V-stitch. And if you don't already know how to do a V-stitch, you shouldn't be starting this project. Right. You need to have already done your research by now. Or, you know, if you know you re- it's re- this pattern requires you to do, to do a bunch of re-stitches or, you know, whatever. You should already popcorn. practice. You should be already looking up how to do these treble, these popcorn mm. stitches, these re-stitches or whatever. Have a firm understanding of that and then come back to the project that you're doing. Mm. So you don't need to be incredibly familiar with the pattern itself because, I mean, we can't all be always so familiar with the pattern, right? right. But at least know the different components to what makes up this pattern.
1: Okay, yeah, of course. So
0: that's what I mean by know what you're doing. Um, Unless you're up for a challenge and actually really, (laughs) it's really up to you. But I found that from my experience of crocheting for like over a decade at this point, knowing what I'm going to do before I begin helps me with the process so much easier. So it's, it's quite a bit of work. When I get a new pattern, I look at it, I sort of browse through what sort of stitches I need to know. I make notes, I highlight you know, maybe there's a bunch of stitches here that I'm not familiar with and Mm. then I need to go figure that out. Other times, the stitch, the pattern itself will tell you that it requires a special stitch.
1: Yeah, for sure, yeah.
0: So this special stitch uh, is what the pattern tells you to do. And you need to be familiar with a special stitch, whatever it is, Mm. for the pattern before you can begin this whole project. So... Make sure you're familiar with all these things so that when you do sit down and start to crochet, it's not a surprise for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, definitely that's what I would do also because if I don't know the stitch, I think I get nervous about, you know, starting and, and, you know, going on my project. Well, really, I see. Yeah. I didn't,
0: I wasn't, I was not like that. So this idea of knowing what I'm going to do before I do it only came in, like, the past... three four years yeah in the past I used to be so you know gung-ho I would just sit down
1: for you the challenge is just like okay I'm just gonna look at this stage once and yeah I probably can figure it out
0: and I think that if I had you know not been so in my in my head or not been so like egoistic about you know I want to do this I want to do it right now you know and not be so impulsive about it I think it would have given me a lot of a lot more chance to grow. Yeah. I probably would have
1: reached uh, this this more advanced level of my work a lot sooner. I think for me it's about um not I'm more afraid of making a mistake, uh, or in the sense that I want to get it right.
0: Right, yeah. 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 So but that's the beautiful thing about crochet is that you can make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. And you can frog that's it. That's true, yeah. It's not like knit where you make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why I don't knit because I find that I'm not given so much. Yeah,
1: we've talked about how crochet is more
0: forgiving, right? Yeah, I find that knitting is not forgiving at all, and so it makes me a lot more. Af- I'm I'm a lot more afraid to make mistakes because I, I don't know whether, you know, if I I don't want to feel the pain of having to, to frog f- it to rip my work. Right. Yeah.
1: I think initially I was more you know working on the project, taking so much time to do the project. So if I do make a mistake, mm-hmm. I would just, you know, try to wing it. Oh, Instead you don't feel like it. you want to
0: undo all the good yeah, so that you Yeah, so initially
1: done. that was it for me, but I ended up making a lot of like uh, small, mini, quick projects uh, that didn't turn out so well. Right, so right. I realised that, you know, it's, it's important to, to know it's okay to frog if you don't make a mistake. And have <laughs> the patience to like, you know, go t- go. T- through with the the frogging the of it, frogging of it. Did, and we, did we talk? A, I feel audience. like
0: I feel like we've mentioned this in an earlier episode. I'm not sure. We've done quite a number of episodes, but at this point, yeah, I feel like we had this conversation. Correct me if I'm wrong. That the person that's crocheting doesn't yes. feel so much pain when they frog. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's the same for you guys, but at least for me, when I'm when I find that I make a mistake. I frog it out of frustration and the frogging part
1: brings me so much satisfaction. Yeah, but when I see you frogging a project that you have taken so much time to do it, it pains me even more, And you know? that's so
0: funny because I wanna, I kinda wanna say that I don't understand why you can feel pain. Yeah. But then if I think about how I feel when I look at you Yeah. frogging something and I I wanna <laughs> tell you, no, I'm sure that it can be saved, yeah, you know,
1: let's... You know, experience the the whole not frogging and end up regretting it, you yeah. know the finished pro- product the yeah. project that I think it's okay you know if I have to frog, I just gotta do it
0: currently currently I have a student uh, who takes my crochet classes and she's making a bag for her daughter mm-hmm. and I feel so much pain every time she says that she wants to frog this bag. It's a really nice... You the know, entire bag? Uh, It's a it's a granny square bottom bag. Okay. So it builds up in the granny square, but it's not the cluster granny square. It's a solid granny square. So it's a little bit more... It's not as simple as the cluster because there are no obvious gaps for you to crochet into, right? Right, okay. You're just okay. trying to crochet into the stitch. So she has probably frogged this bag like four times at already? this point, And oh we've been my. working on it for like a month already. Okay, okay. And I feel so, I feel so much pain every time she wants to frog it. And yeah. I keep I keep trying to find ways, you know, to to, to modify it. or okay.
1: rectify her mistake or troubleshoot her mistake yeah. in the rules coming up. Has it got to do with like personality as well that she's maybe a perfectionist in the sense that... I don't that think it's it needs... got anything to do. I okay. think it's,
0: it's more the fact that I can't, I can't bear to see her frog Work. I can't bear to mm. see other people frogging their, their hard work. Right. But for her, she's like, if I have to frog it, I'm going to frog it. Wow. And she's so like, sure-footed about it. Okay. And that gives me anxiety. But then I, <laughs> again, I know that I'm like that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And no matter how much I try to help her modify her pattern or rectify her mistakes, you know, there is no better fix than to frog it. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Yeah,
1: correct. Yeah. So if
0: you want to avoid all of this pain of what we're saying know what you're doing before you begin I think it makes such a big 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 difference to prep to prep yeah, yeah. it's just it's part of the process of yeah, crocheting right for sure and I think that I'm sure all you crocheters out there can understand when I say that people who don't crochet don't understand this pain yeah. they don't understand the amount of prep work that goes you know into and if you're someone who swatches which you should be swatching <laughs> Yeah. Correct. you know that it's so much more t- it you can't just build up a swatch in 10 minutes yeah it could take an hour depending on how complex your pattern is correct and and
1: nobody in like realistically should only swatch once that's you know, oh yeah that's very swatch. true.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and if you have if you're considering between, you know, multiple materials, then you have to swatch multiple times. Yeah. And then that, that includes all the frogging and all the prep work and prepping your
1: tools and finding the pattern and knowing what you're doing and Yeah, but after doing all that, you know, working on your project is going to be sort of such a breeze. Yeah, it's to such go a through. smooth process yeah, for the sure. Actual
0: work. So the actual crochet only really takes up like what 30%. Yeah. Everything else before that it's you know it's the it's the real it's what crochet really entails so yeah. having that ready for you to go having the right the information right at your fingertips yeah from the beginning is so useful in having a you know setting yourself up for crochet success like I say mm. the next thing is to depending on how you crochet or if you're like me okay I'm just gonna speak from my experience I always need to have music mm. or some sort of background, like, white noise. That's for you, right? That's for me, personally. I don't know about you, but maybe we'll get to that in a bit. Okay. So, for me, personally, I always need, or at least I find I work better when I have music in the background. Um, Or, like, sometimes I, I will play an ASMR video, so there is like,
1: you know, like gentle rain sounds mm, in the background. Basically, like you say, white noises, yeah. Yeah,
0: and it's it depends also on sort of my mood for the day. Right. If I'm feeling particularly stressed, then I like to play music and then you know I'll sing along with the music and I crochet. Maybe make a mistake or two here, but I'll forget. Yeah. That's fine, you know. <laughs> and yeah. Okay. Just just to relax into the work together with the music. Yeah. But there are other times that I feel like nowadays when I'm crocheting, my brain is kind of idle. Okay. I am not really thinking too hard about what, what I'm doing. Yeah,
1: because you are kind of at an advanced, advanced, advanced level. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know about the triple advanced, but maybe just like advanced full style.
0: <laughs> so I find that, you know, having said that, my brain
1: is... Yeah, you can multitask I'm and not, do something else. I'm not
0: really thinking too hard about it. And hmm. I find that it's starting to get boring because my mind is not engaged. Okay. And I cannot stand... I can't. I'm not somebody that's able to have a moment when my brain doesn't think. I get very antsy, and I I feel like I'm wasting my time, even though I'm crocheting and building up a very nice project or whatever. Mm. If my brain is not actively engaged, I get I get annoyed. I get irritated. Right. So then I like to put on podcasts, ah. and that's where the idea for a crochet podcast actually came really about. Came right, yeah, yeah, because. You know, if my hands are busy working, my ears are free, right? Right. So I could be listening to something, Mm. gaining information that way. And initially, I was looking for crochet podcasts Mm. to listen to as I'm crocheting and I felt like maybe that might help me. But, you know, I don't feel like it was as informative as I wanted it to be. And that got me annoyed (laughs) as well. So (laughs) then I listened to,
1: like, I know you like to listen to like murder podcasts, like true crime. True crime podcasts, yeah. I mean, I I think when you started listening to podcasts, I felt like uh, that's when you got me started on listening to podcasts as well.
0: Yeah, and some people listen to audiobooks as well. Oh yeah. I can't. Um, If I want to read, I will read... Mm. on its own. To me, reading is like a sacred space moment. Okay. I can't have it playing in the background and like multitask with it. I can't. When I read, I need to really immerse. Yeah. But some people are able to and I think that's a wonderful way of like, you know, collecting books under your belt, like reading, like checking off your books, you know, on Mm. that list as well as being able to crochet. But for me, I find podcasts, like currently, um, I'm listening to the, the minimalist podcast. Mm the the Ryan what's the name Ryan Nicodemus or whatever okay. they have that they have that very popular, uh what's the thing a documentary on Netflix right right it's um, all about minimalism and you know like finding what brings you joy and yeah. like that's crochet for me so I find it <laughs> find it that, that works what you a listen
1: to, actually to uh, just yeah just a lot of uh true, true crimes crime. at the moment yeah I like I like all the the murder horror and stuff. gory murder stuff <laughs> yeah I mean uh, that's what gets me like you know interested Excited, yep. in yeah so so do you find that you listen to podcasts more often like what are you doing uh for me i think that it really depends on the project i'm working on oh okay right, or right right at least uh the part of the project uh the i don't know maybe difficulty level mm-hmm. like i'm somebody that uh can like, sometimes i do listen to music or mm, to podcasts right. or if
0: i'm li- if i'm playing music in the house sometimes you would crochet and listen to yeah, my music yeah right?
1: for sure Um, But the moment I feel like I'm struggling with the stitch, then you need silence. Yeah, correct. (laughs) Then I kind of need like my like quiet space to really focus and you know because I I do think that I'm somebody that gets easily distracted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I'm really like putting my mind on this like freaking (laughs) stitch and I trying to like make sure I get it right this time round, uh, having like no noise. Helps. Yeah, helps me to focus better. But,
0: you know, I'm not any different from you in that sense. I am totally able to jump back and forth between my work and the podcast. So, realistically, what happens is that I'll put on the podcast, I'll listen to it, and then if I find that I'm getting stuck in my work currently, Mm -hmm. or if my yarn splits and I need to, you know, focus on untangling my yarn or whatever, I will actually pause the podcast. Do you watch videos
1: or TV when you're crocheting?
0: Um... I some yeah every now and then sometimes I would I might watch YouTube I'm subscribed to like a couple of, uh you know like my regular people I, so I watch
1: you can sometimes do that. yeah
0: so I'm I'm currently really into watching Eamon and Beck mm. uh, they they have a YouTube channel called Eamon and Beck and they're all about you know they they used to be van lifers so they converted the Mercedes Sprinter van into a home. And I have been loving watching their adventures and they recently, because of COVID, you know, they bought a house and they've been renovating the house and they put out episodes every Sunday. Okay. So, you know, throughout the week as I'm crocheting and if I happen to remember that, oh, you know, it's Wednesday and I haven't yet watched their new episode. Oh, you just pulled up. I, I will and... put up, you know, their YouTube, I'll pull up their YouTube channel. I'll watch an episode or two. Okay. Maybe, Um. oh yeah, another YouTube channel well not channel but like type of video I like to watch Uh movie recaps.
1: Oh right, yes. Right, I introduced yeah. it to yeah. you
0: lately. So I find that as I'm crocheting sometimes having a movie recap playing in the background kind of helps my process. So if you're not sure what that is it's basically YouTube channels that summarize entire movies into like 20 minutes. And you can, you may or may not watch the video. I usually don't.
1: Hmm.
0: All they do is just you know like summarize and like condense the whole video down into twenty minutes, and there's like a, a somebody narrating what's happening,
1: and they really get into the into, details yeah, of the story. Yeah, but you don't like, actually have to watch the movie. Yeah, to know you what's don't going have on. to watch
0: the full two hours. Yeah. You know, they really cut to the chase. They skip out all the. Boring lovey-dovey bits, <laughs> and they get to the real storyline. Yeah, yeah. And I like to play that. I like to put on okay. like a playlist and let it just autoplay. And that to me is kind of like a podcast, right? Because I'm not actually looking, looking at it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Other times when we or when you are watching your TV show, sometimes. Other mm. times. Uh. So currently we are watching the latest season of Master Chef. Oh. Oh no. Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, on I love Netflix. That. I think it's season like twenty or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. When we're watching that, I'm actually crocheting as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: sometimes, yeah.
0: And, I mean, I do get asked a lot how I'm able to crochet and watch TV, but after a while, you just kind of get it. Especially if you're, you're working on this whip for a while.
1: You know, Mm. currently
0: I'm working on a, a kimono that's in the lemon peel stitch. Yeah. And, once you get into that repetitive groove, yeah, it's and not like, so difficult. Yeah, you like know. we
1: say, if you prep well enough, yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you can you, just you sit down be, and you know yeah. you
0: don't. Your eyes don't need to be you know entirely focused. But if I'm watching a documentary, yeah, then I can't crochet. Yeah, so it's not always the case that I watch TV and crochet. If <laughs> yeah. I'm watching like if I'm watching like a serious show or the documentary, or I know that you know this is movie time with the family and we, everyone picks a movie and
1: you know we sit down together and watch, then. Yeah, the crochet stays out of the way. Yeah, I, I can't do that. Uh. For now, I'm not at a level where uh, I can watch something, focus <laughs> and like crochet at the same time, even if it's a repetitive stitch. Right, I feel like okay. i probably make a mistake somewhere, for sure. And sometimes I would not even know where <laughs> I made a mistake at, you know. Actually, I find
0: that for me, it helps my productivity level. Okay. I find that if it's too quiet in the house, right. you know, my mind starts to wonder, you know, What's, what's our
1: dog yeah. doing? What's and the cat doing? You know, what's the neighbour doing? Talking about music, right? I think the type of music makes a difference as well because oh, I've heard yeah, like where sure. some people they listen to I like love really music. fast <laughs> music they tend to like tend to even more crochet faster. I don't know. I don't know about you guys but that's what I've heard. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You know, like for oh, me, you can hear to like those soothing classical music <laughs> and you know, it oh, gets I you in a relaxing mood.
0: Classical music hypes up my brain too much. Oh, wow. I know that's funny, but I, I, the way I listen to classical music is the same way I listen to a podcast. I mm. need to focus on what I'm listening to okay. and all the nuances of what makes a classical piece, right? Um, but, l- like, for example, I like to listen to rap music, I love Cardi B. <laughs> And I find that listening to rap music when I'm crocheting actually helps me with my stitch tension. Oh my tension. god, so interesting, okay. Yeah, because then I'm so focused on rapping that my hands just sort of, you know, go Follow forth. Follow the rhythm. <laughs> no, it just goes forth on muscle memory. Right. And then I'm able to work a lot better with less mistakes. And before I know it, it's like, hey, half the ball of yarn is gone. Wow, you maybe know? I
1: need to find my music.
0: Yeah, maybe you need to find some rap music that you like yeah, and, maybe. you know, rap along. And I, I like to... I think it's so funny because people have this impression of me crocheting with my pillows under my armpits like a grandma, but actually I'm <laughs> listening to Cardi B. Yeah, in yeah. In the background, but I love, I love listening to music. Or oh, basically, in general, I just love having something in the background. The background, right? When I'm crocheting. Yeah. Okay. And I think if you are able to do that, it's a wonderful. You know, it sort of sets the mood. I know that this is a space for me to crochet. I'm comfortable. Yeah. You know, I'm not sitting out in silence stressing. And the more silence there is, the more I nitpick on my own work. Okay, yeah, fair enough, yeah. So I find that having music sort of relaxes. It, it sort of gives me that permission to open up myself into my crochet work and allow, yeah. allow my work to sort of flow more freely. Mm. So that's for me personally. Okay. So, now we've reached onto the final step mm. of my... Your final tip. My okay. final tip for setting yourself up for crochet success. And that is, and I've already mentioned this a few times okay. throughout this episode, it's to have a notebook. It's to document what you're doing. And it's not really for your current process, but it's more for your future processes. Oh, If okay. you ever want to, you know, pick up your work again, because I know it's, it's very common for people to not. You know, I have classes where they come back once a month you know, and they crochet one day out of that month and that's during my <laughs> class. So when they go back and they bring back their work, you know, in two, three, four weeks' time, yeah, yeah. they don't always remember what they're doing.
1: right? And then
0: I find that it takes a lot of time for me to recap what we do. right? And this also translates to them crocheting alone at home. You know, it doesn't mean that it, this only happens when you're with the instructor. So if you're at home alone and you're crocheting and you know realistically with work and all that you don't always get a chance to crochet every single day yeah of course and like me for example I can crochet yesterday and today I forgot what hook I'm using if I don't write it down
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you know
0: because I just have so many whips yeah. and so many hooks That's quite and, common yeah and so many combinations of swatches that I'm doing so document everything down and this is really something that I need to practice what I preach but I'm I, it's an active it's an active you know self care step that yeah. I'm trying to do for myself as well to mm. record everything down you know, the next time you come back to your work, you're going to know exactly where you left off and you're going to be able to pick right back up. Obviously, collect your tools and everything with you. Yeah. But you're going to be able to pick back right up where you left off and just continue the process smoothly. You know, I like to describe it as two best friends meeting after a year, (laughs) you know, and you're able to just, you know, if you have a good flow, if you have a good friendship, you should be able to just pick Pick right back up up and continue like there's no time in between and that should be translated between you and your crochet.
1: Yeah, You know, you need to see
0: your crochet like a best friend, you know, and something that you put love and care into so that the next time you meet your crochet again, you're able to just,
1: you know, just, hit the ground running yeah I, I mean when before I stop I try to always work to a step where I know it's easy for me to pick up on afterwards as oh, well right, and yes. I use a lot of uh, stitch markers right okay yeah, yeah so that's for me
0: you know that's so funny you say that because I do have someone who uh, like a student mm-hmm. who every time I, I start the work with her for some reason to me I feel like if I get the role started it's easier for her to go back and continue Mm. but she always frogs the bit that i start and then she always says i can't i can't if you start the work for me i won't be able to complete i i it needs to stop at the point where into her mentally there's a, a pause in her crochet work. Yeah, You yeah. know, there's a gap where there's a pause and to her, she needs to stop at a particular
1: point. Yeah, that's the this, this way for me as well. Is it?
0: Yeah. So she would, you know, frog the work that I do for her and then she would say, it has to be at this particular <laughs> point so that when I pick up my notes again mm-hmm. and I start to crochet, I know exactly what to do. Okay. And, you know, muscle memory will sort of take over and she yeah. knows how to carry on the next rules yeah. and all that, which I find it so interesting but <laughs> because it's her process, you know, I have to sort of take a step back and go, okay, okay yeah, whatever works wh- for you. Yeah, but I've always found it so interesting.
1: You know that... (laughs) You know, what I find interesting about you is that you can stop whenever time and you can pick up whenever time and (laughs) it's not even the same width or the same project and you just continue. You don't even take a second, okay, maybe one second, right, to look at it and okay, I'm just going to do it now like that.
0: Well, I guess because if you spend so much time prepping, right, oh, yeah. you're okay. going to have that information with you. It's sort of the underpinning knowledge. Yeah. You know, if you like, say let's, let's give let's give another analogy, okay, clearly mm. I love my analogies, guys. <laughs> okay, say like you're making I don't know, like a peanut butter sandwich. Okay. Okay, and yeah, yeah. you put your peanut butter on one side and then someone, you get a phone call and you leave and then even if you have to come back five hours later, you know immediately <laughs> what the next step fair is. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, the next step is to put you know, jelly on the other side of your peanut butter jelly sandwich. Mm. Right, so, it's kind of, I kind of see it like this, you know, especially if you're going to make a sandwich, you've prepped the, the cutting board, you've prepped all your stuff or your jam is out, yeah. you know everything is out you're not gonna come back five hours later and see a piece of bread until go, <laughs> wait well, what am I doing? you know I need to gonna... do
1: the, I need to do a <laughs> brand new sandwich like now damn it. <laughs> yeah
0: so and I feel like the, the act of prepping puts yeah. you in that right mindset yeah uh, I will say though I don't I can't just stop at any place so you're kind of wrong in that.
1: Oh I do okay. need to stop I mean, at, at least that's the what end. it looks
0: like I need to stop at the end of
1: a stitch repeat and, okay
0: and I never stop in the middle of a stitch.
1: Ah, okay, maybe that's that's it, the stitch repeat, you know, before oh, right, you start, right, like, yeah. on the next repeat, on the next, uh, what yeah. do you call it? Yeah, next stitch. So, yeah. for
0: example, currently I'm working, like I said, on the lemon peel stitch, hmm. and um, the lemon peel is basically a double crochet followed by a single crochet and a double followed by a single. Right, yes. So I cannot stop my work in, like, a double. It has to be at the end of a single. Okay, okay. So that my next that's stitch what repeat you remember, starts yeah. as, a, as a double, you know, okay, and that's how, yeah. I, that's how I do my work. Yeah. And... I can't say if I'm doing a double crochet, I can't do a yarn over, pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through two, and I can't stop Stop there without doing my
1: final yarn over, pull through two. Yeah. It has to, you know, the stitch has to be complete. So I guess that's like sort of similar to what we are saying in in the sense that we all, everybody has that process where they need to know where they stop at, where they're comfortable at, Mm -hmm. and so that they can continue to the next. Yeah, but
0: to me, it makes sense that we stop at the end of a row. So, if I am not at the end of the row,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, unless I'm being forced to stop, you know, yeah. I would I would deliberately crochet to the end of the row. So, you know, I could be five stitches in and decide that, oh, shit, I, I, I need to stop now.
1: You were frog it?
0: No, I would take my time. I would force myself to sit oh. through the other 20 minutes to finish and get to the end of the row. You know, however long it yeah. takes. Realistically, yeah. it's only patient. I do that also.
1: I would do it all the way to the end of the row.
0: Yeah, so what I'm saying is that the this girl <laughs> during my class doesn't do
1: that. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. She
0: can't, you know, I, so when I, when I start a project for somebody, I always start it at the start of the row. Okay. Right? And I think that if you have that first stitch in place, it's easy for you to continue. But to her, yeah. she needs to frog to like midway of the previous row. Oh. So that she can finish that okay. repeat and do the chain up and turn. Right, I see. I see what you're we are saying now. Okay. Yeah. So, and that just you know, it, okay, it it's it's so fascinating <laughs> for me to discover the different way people crochet yeah. and how does that you know, how well, it works that's for different them, right? for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I feel like I'm also learning the more I teach, right? It makes me a better crocheter by learning from other people's mistakes yeah, too. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that that's the idea of this podcast, right? Is to really share my mistakes with you guys. So you guys don't have to make that same mistake. Or if you do, at least you know how to rectify that. Yeah. So yeah, that's that really is my step. So I know we we, we did blabber on for a lot. But so let me summarize now, okay? Okay. How to set yourself up for crochet success. All how many steps? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven steps. Seven steps, okay Okay. Step number one, make sure you have all your tools with you, including that includes of us winding up your yarn or mm. however many balls of yarn you need for you your need, whole yeah. project. Right? Number two, get enough light. Sit somewhere that you know you are able to have your work illuminated whether it's by natural light or a lamp or what but whatever it is don't try and crochet in the dark because your eyes are also you know it's also a crochet tool that you need it's one of your biggest crochet tools your body and
1: you do get more tired if you strain your eyes as well you don't
0: want to be having headaches in the middle of your project and that's quite a bummer you know the next is to support your arm and back Mm -hmm. and, and or maybe just support your body you know I'm saying arm and back because that's what works for me but for you guys if it's if it's your neck, maybe, you know, mm. like maybe have a neck pillow around. Yeah. You know, you need to really get comfortable with your body and understand what your body is telling you, where yeah. you are aching and what where places. you tire easily. Yeah, and you know, see what you can do to help yourself. Sometimes... Sitting sitting in a chair doesn't work. Sometimes you need to be sitting at a table, like a desk. Yeah, that's true, yeah. You know, other mm-hmm. times for other people it maybe they need to be on their bed. Mm. You know, because it's a different softness and it's what works for them. And ultimately it's what works Looks for, for you. you. Yeah, that's right. So then the next thing is to have a laptop tray or a breakfast tray or some sort of support platform in front of you so that your work can sort of land on it. Mm. And, you know, this would also help with the health of your project itself. Yeah. You know, your tension is more even. The weight, especially if you're working on really big projects, the weight of the project is not hugging it's not yeah. like
1: you know pulling this, down to the floor yeah, this is definitely a good tip this one yeah I think that you should give
0: it a try too because yeah. I noticed that even though you have a pillow in front of you you do sort
1: of bring your work really high up to yeah, your yeah and eyes. a lot of my projects are getting like bigger now that's true so and it builds up really quickly she's a very ambitious girl <laughs> yeah okay and the next step would
0: be to know what you're doing do plenty of research mm. into your work yeah you know, I think, you know, having your phone, an iPad or tablet nearby is really one of the biggest tips because you can just Google anything. You know, Google is just, you can just say, hey, Google, and you know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And why not use that to your exactly. advantage in your crochet, right? Yeah. Yeah. We are crocheting for the modern people, right? So We We are the modern people. (laughs) We are the modern people, you know, incorporating crochet. So we need to utilise all these crochet tools. It doesn't have to be a... You know, you don't have
1: to do it the traditional way. Or try to figure it out yourself. Or do it the difficult
0: way in order to validate your ability to crochet. You don't have to do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, The next, for me at least, is to have background music Mm -hmm. or sounds. So whether it's music, a podcast, Cardi B... Or, you know, ASMR music. Or, yeah. you know, or YouTube playing in the background. Or, or, you know what? You can just put the TV on. Some people do that, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just white noise. Just have the TV playing...
1: Yeah, or whatever that makes you feel, you know, in the mood or relaxing uh, for you, you know, to Yeah, it's do very project, similar yeah. to if
0: you're doing housework, you need to put music on. Oh yeah, yeah that's
1: true, yeah, similar not, to not, that. Not that you should treat crochet like a chore, <laughs> of course,
0: but you know, it sort of it activates that same part of your brain. Mm. That It helps the time pass, you know, if especially if you're working on a more frustrating project, mm. a more complex one that you're not used to, you can get frustrated easily. And so having that music sort of relieves that tension, emotional tension, yeah. of your work, yeah. right? And the last thing is to have a notebook and pen with you when you're crocheting. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like school. <laughs> <laughs> when you're crocheting, you're sort of teaching yourself, right? Yeah. How to how to better your process, how to improve your skill, how to think more critically when you are crocheting in your own work. So having a notebook and pen with you, or or you know what, if you're not the kind that likes a notebook and pen, have, you know, your laptop or or your notes open on your phone and, yeah. t- you know, key in that to way. to
1: key in your notes.
0: Yeah, exactly. As long as you have somewhere to enter your notes down and make, you know, reminders and remarks about whether you did this or you modified this or you know, in general, how you feel about this project, maybe you don't like this section, and all that will sort of help you in the future projects, if you ever want to modify or anything. I think our previous episode, we talked about modifications, right? Yes, And this plays a very, very huge part in your next project, because we don't just start crocheting just suddenly out of the blue, you know, we are building on our pre-existing knowledge, or underpinning knowledge of crochet, and, what you are doing is setting yourself up for success in the future when you decide to crochet this project in a year's time.
1: Even if, uh, you know, you don't actually write anything down in the notebook, uh, it's part of the prepping process, right? At least it's there. You know, beside you, that whenever you need to note down something, it's there, right? And I
0: want to say... Don't be lazy, guys. Always wind your yarn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I mean, we talk about this in another podcast as well. You never really know what kind of ball of yarn you're getting. Yeah, it's, it's better true. to know what you have by unwinding it and rewinding it to see all the knots and, and yeah, things it, like that. Yeah, it gives that. you
0: yeah. a chance to assess your work. Yeah. And that also prevents, it sort of eliminates any nasty surprises you might yeah, get. Yeah, correct. In Imagine your yarn. doing
1: it halfway and then having like a huge knot or, or something weird yeah, going or on. Yeah, have
0: the uh, middle section of yarn that's split you know yeah. especially if you're working with cotton no
1: oh. oh, mm. that's
0: such a that's such a nightmare I hate yep. when that so
1: happens definitely wind it yeah
0: so yeah we've, that's um what I do for my crochet success and I think we've, we've covered everything right yeah. we've come to the end of the episode
1: yeah for sure
0: mm. um I want to give you guys a discount code
1: <laughs> wow discount code <laughs> and
0: this is for our new website and it's it's I mean it's I don't want to say that especially for you guys, because that's, that would be lying, but <laughs> it's for anybody. We just want to share the love with yeah, everyone. Yeah, and, it's you know, like maybe, we're celebrating, you know. Yeah, we're celebrating the birth of a new website. And that also to me is part of my process on setting ourselves up for success, mm-hmm. right? And so in that light, I want to share a discount code for, is it 10% off?
1: Yes, it's ten percent. For ten yeah. percent
0: off anything off our website, if you're listening in Singapore, this also applies to crochet classes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the code is New Look Ten. N e newlook o k Ten for ten percent off any order minimum ten dollars. And this coupon code expires on the thirty first of December this year, so you have plenty of time, you know, to yeah. get in your Christmas presents <laughs> or you know, yeah. Halloween presents or whatnot. <laughs> And my birthday's coming up, so you can get me a present <laughs> by buying something on the website. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, all our stuff is uh, really handmade with love. Uh, as you guys would be familiar yeah, with as well. Yeah, so to get a nice uh, present for somebody that's uh, all handmade and uh, unique, uh, one of a kind. Uh, yeah, getting from us would be uh, a good present for that. get
0: our yarn and crochet your own stuff.
1: Even more unique. That would be better. Yeah. So,
0: okay, we've come to the end of this episode. Um, If you have any questions for me, and I would really love to know what your process is, mm. you know, setting yourself up for what crochet success. What works for you. Yeah. yeah, or what works for you because... um. You know, not everybody likes Cardi B. <laughs> <laughs> and so if you have any questions or any comments you'd like to send away, you can message us on Instagram or Facebook. We are at Crooked Crochet SG. Or you can WhatsApp us, plus 65. Actually, that's our country code. I yeah. realised that. Hello, international friends. Uh, It's plus plus six five nine one two seven two seven four three. You can WhatsApp us there.
1: Or you can email us at SG at gmail.com.
0: Yep. Email me there. I check my email every day.
1: Every day. And
0: uh, yeah, check back next week. Uh, New episodes get released every Sunday at noon and uh, yeah, I mean if you're on our website you will see that we've redone the cover art for our podcast. Yeah.
1: So we revamped everything. Yeah, everything
0: was revamped. So you can imagine what a tiring week it was. So. But we're
1: really happy with the results.
0: Yeah, and I hope that you guys are too if you come visit our website. So check it out and we will see you in the next
1: one. See you, bye. Bye.